Hey everyone, and welcome back to. Wait, what are we doing? Right, okay, yeah. What's podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where the Commander Clash crew, Richard, Seth, Krim, and I, Tomer, discuss Commander related topics. And today we're going to be doing something rather personal. We're going to be talking about our personal bucket list for Commander, what we want to do in a commander game that we have just never been able to pull off before. So we're just going to go around the table just talking about like either deck ideas or just cool things we want to pull off on a commander game or ways we want to win that we've just never been able to pull off. And we've probably tried to do it or we've been thinking about doing it for a long time. And despite, you know, we've played together for like six years, I think. Commander Clash has been going on for six years and we've been doing a weekly episode. So we have... At least over, like, I don't know, 200? 200 episodes? I don't know. I don't know how many. I'm throwing out a random number. Someone fix the math. <laughs> Editor fix the math. <laughs> That's me. Don't put that on me. <laughs> our bucket list is a little bit more uh, specific because we've done a lot. We've done a lot throughout our Commander Clash history. We've had the opportunity to try a bunch. And yet, there's still a lot of things we've never gotten a chance to do. So we're going to kick things off with Richard. What's one of the top things on your bucket list that you still have to pull off? On Commander. All right. We're going to start things easy. All right. I want to ramp with Cartographer's Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, I've been playing it all season. Okay. At first, it started as a meme. I'm like, okay, this card is so bad. Like, we got to play it to see why Wizards designed this. And now I genuinely think it's a good card. I've like full 180 on this, yet I've still never ramped. I'm pretty low on it. <laughs> No, why you don't? There, there was one chance where I drew it in my opening hand, and that one game I went first, and no one ran before me. So the actual downfall of it not triggering. But for the rest of the other games, I've just not drawn it at the right, you know, like at all. Like you, you, you haven't seen me draw it. And this happened with um, Coveted Jewel. I like played it for one full season without seeing it ever in my hand. Uh, now I'm popping off a Coveted Jewel. It's like finally come around. Amazing. So I, I think Attacker Force Hawk is good, and I want to actually ramp with it and show people that it's, it's good. And uh, hopefully every time I draw it, I'm not on the play against like non-green decks, and then you're like, wow, that card's trash. Uh, so so like, you know, I got a little things going against me, but I, I do want to ramp with Attacker Force Hawk, and it's been a whole season that I haven't been able to do it, and it's very upsetting, actually. I'm amazed it hasn't happened. It doesn't seem that hard. Like it, it doesn't like some of the, th I'm looking at our list. Some of the things on yeah. our list, you need a lot to go right. Attack with a cartographer's hawk with someone having more lands than you. That seems like it should be. I'm like shocked that you haven't done this already. So the, yeah, the bar <laughs> is like not not small sample size, right? We played how? like 20 something games this season. Like how many of those have white in them? How many times have I drawn cartographer's hawk in my opening hand, right? You know, it's not soul ring my, and fill. I can't just magnet it to my hand, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> my, my real question, though, is why did you change your opinion on it? If it's never done anything, you said you hated it, and then you played it a bunch, and it's never done. It's anything. never done anything. <laughs> You've come around. It, it, to it's only good. failed once. That one time where I actually had it on turn two, it failed. But it ramps, and ramp is the most powerful thing you can do all of Magic. And yes, it's not as good as green ramp, but it's white ramp. It holds a dousing dagger, 
It's very, very important. And it bounces itself back so that you can wrath the board and then end up with a 2-1 body, right? And it can attack planeswalkers. It can do wow. all kinds of things. I think it's actually a good card. A 1-1 flyer that can attack planeswalkers. Wizards has sold me. They sent enough money to my bank account. Okay, yeah. I'm sold. <laughs> oh, Commander. speaking of bank accounts, uh, if you want to... <laughs> If you want to fill up Richard's bank account and all of our bank accounts, uh, you could help us by supporting us on the channel. Uh, go to mtggoldfishmerch.com, merchstore.com. It's one of the ones. It's popping merch. up. Just merch. Seamless <laughs> transition. mtggoldfishmerch.com. Nailed it. One take. Uh, you could buy t-shirts, playmats, play tokens, deck boxes, Sleeves, perhaps other things. I don't even know. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's surprises there too. Uh, so that you could do that. And also, if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to this on Spotify and Apple or whatever you're listening it on, uh, maybe you hit a like button, a follow button, whatever the equivalent is on the pro platform uh, that you're watching it slash listening to it on. Uh, that would be great. Sorry, that was a seamless transition back to you, Richard. <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Photographer's so, talk uh, is sold itself. <clears throat> done. All right, I have oh, a suggestion well. then. How about you don't done. run it in a deck with green? Because I remember you did that like last time you were running the hawk. It's still like, right now. Now, no. now, YouTube pointed out that wood elves exist, and I forgot about that. But I, I would just run them both. <laughs> you you got to play it with Yavmaya Dryad, so you can tutor out a land to give to an opponent. So then you can turn on your cartographer's hawk and get your land. Eh, combo. That's a lot of combo. work. I'm, I'm gonna worldly tutor like it. turn one just to show you guys. I'm gonna Edamame's call just to get this hawk in hand. Edamame's call. That makes me hungry. What? <laughs> seems like a bad use uh, to that card. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like land, like land deficit cards, like Lotus Field and Lotus Veil. Like those are the ways to help it. Like Path to Exile helps it because you're giving your opponents lands. But like, man, it's not a good card. I'm just afraid that Krim knows it's on my bucket list, so he's going to definitely swords it when like, oh, it has yeah. one yeah. chance for <laughs> glory. The one chance on for glory, it like eats a Kabira takedown or swords. Yeah, the just 50th to, just to keep time it. you jam the hawk, and this time the, the stars have a line that you could actually ramp with it. Don't, don't make to... me bring back bird, bird Tribal, even though I cut it out of Bird Tribal <laughs> the last time I played <laughs> I will do it. Really? I feel like that's the deck that it would make sense in. Yeah, that's the only that like that and like God Eternal Oketra because God Eternal no, Oketra makes a zombie. Because Toski and though. things like that, I don't want my creatures bouncing. Like I don't need to ramp. I'm playing birds. They're all two mana. And <laughs> I don't want my things bouncing either. I want it on the battlefield drawing cards. So that's why I took it out. But I'll just put it back to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> the point is that it's trash. <laughs> Wow, right, I didn't know this was Crush Your Dreams Week. Come on, this is my dream I'm sharing with you guys. We're all being supportive here. <laughs> so supportive. I'm, Thanks for the brainstorming ideas. I'm supporting you by saying you sp don't waste your time. It's this it's is, very good. No, Richard, it is very good. It's Asian good cares. Oh, your dreams are great, but you're becoming a doctor, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> don't yeah, throw yeah. that arts out of here. You're, you're a lawyer, right? Yeah, yeah, good dreams. You can do it as a hobby, right? <laughs> Pretty much what I am now, a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Twitch we'll move on. Lawyer, all the same. <laughs> all right, we'll move R on. Richards, 
Richard's bucket list item, a oh. little bit too easy. Mine is on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, there's this infamous combo that I play a lot of combos. I play against odds. Uh, not much intimidates me when it comes to trying to pull something off in Magic. But this combo, even I am a little scared to try it. But it would be so amazing if I could ever do it. There's this combo where you can actually put your entire commander deck into the command zone, which is kind of hilarious because it's pointless. Uh, and it's <laughs> if you actually look at the combo, it gets even better because part of it involves getting your entire deck on the battlefield first. So then you can put it in the command zone. So in theory, you could just attack with and win with it. But it's like a 16 card combo or something that basically you're using uh, Vadrock, one of the mutate commanders. And the idea is you can get all your cards into your library and then manifest them on the battlefield using Mastery of the Unseen so they're all creatures and then there's this card they printed in a commander product called leadership vacuum that is three mana target player returns each commander they control from the battlefield to the command zone and you get to draw a card so essentially if you have a way to keep putting that on the bottom of your library uh you can use vadrock to just keep casting it casting it casting it <laughs> so you manifest your vadrock on every single one of the manifests after you put them all into play and then you have your entire deck in your command zone which <laughs> i just think it would be so funny it's so unlikely that you can ever pull it off because it's like 16 pieces and you got to do a uh, jump through a ton of hoops. It's the opposite of attacking with a cartographer's hawk. I don't know if it's even possible to pull off in a game of commander, but if it ever happened, oh my goodness, it would be so hilarious and just so sweet. I will say that I've seen it actually been pulled off on Magic Online in a solitaire game. So you can definitely do it in oh, a solitaire, yeah, but possible. when you have like, it's yeah. definitely possible, but when you have three opponents that are trying to kill yes. you or <laughs> casting removal or counter spells, then it gets a lot harder. So it is definitely possible. It's just unlikely when you have opponents. Highly unlikely. Yeah, I, just, I think I, I saw it like on Max Plays Magic. I think I saw the short there. I'll, I'll link it on the YouTube, have it pop up on the screen as a card. Uh, it's definitely possible. Don't know if you could pull it off. That's going to be <laughs> difficult in a real game. <laughs> It's a uh, yeah, sixteen yeah. pieces is not exactly uh <laughs> easy, it's a blood moon. And they're not like good cards in a vacuum. <laughs> so blood moon won you the game, not the combo. <laughs> <laughs> this combo doesn't win the game at all, right? You just stick everything in the command zone, right? You no, can't you, win you basically anyway. lose the game. You put everything yeah. in the command zone. <laughs> Probably like Lab Man, right, or something. <laughs> I mean, you, you could. And really, like, if you stopped at this step before putting your stuff in the command zone, the combo would let you manifest your entire deck with Mastery of the Unseen. So you could make, like, 99 creatures or something and just attack everyone to death with them. But what's the point in that when you can <laughs> do something that doesn't seem like it should be possible, which is I've never seen a non-commander in the command zone, let mm -hmm. alone an entire yeah, deck in the I, command I think that's zone. that's my bucket list. Just, like, a non-commander. Maybe a cartographer's hawk, even, in the command zone. It's rightful place. <laughs> that one should be more doable, right? We should be able to do that one more easily. I don't know. What's easier, ramping with a cartographer's hawk or putting all the cards <laughs> in your deck into the command like, zone? Does it have command tax if it's in the command? Like, what, like, what, what exactly I, is happening? Can you cast it? Can you even there? cast it? Well, I don't think What so. does happen? I think you can get some of them out with, like, Eureka or something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I don't think you can cast it, right? I need to watch that short again. We're gonna, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to try it. But yeah, just getting a thing in the command zone shouldn't be hard. All you gotta do is mutate yeah. your commander on something, and then cast leadership vacuum, and that would get a thing in the command zone. Yeah. But everything, a little, a little bit more work. A little, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on, Karim. What do you have for us on your bucket list? 
Uh, so for my bucket list, I have the my uh, a combo I've been wanting to pull off, but it, it's kind of hard to get all the colors to do everything. But uh, and also the cards on the board. But it is Hive Mind, Ashiok Dream Render, and Doomsday. So the goal here is to make it so that everybody I play Hive Mind. I have Ashiok on the board. Ashiok says players can't or your opponents can't search their libraries. Then you pretty much you cast Doomsday. Everybody gets a copy. Nobody gets to look through their deck except you. And then yeah, so that's that's the goal. They just exile their whole deck. I might have bad news, and that bad news might be that Ashiok says spells and abilities your opponents control right, can't but cause they, them but they, to search libraries. They have a hive mind copy. Oh, yeah, so they control okay, the I got mind So copies. they're controlling, I got Yeah, you. so, so they have to Doomsday, right? So Doomsday says search your library and graveyard for five cards and exile the rest. So you can't search your library, but then you still exile the rest? Yeah, so their graveyard is gone, right? Because you're going to activate yeah. Ashiok. And then so they have nothing. And then you cast the Doomsday. And then they so they just do nothing. <laughs> and then they die. <laughs> that is that is that is pretty hilarious, actually. <laughs> that's, that's a good It's a hive mind combo with Ashiok like rammed in there, right? Because a normal hive mind combo is like a pact or something, right? Where yeah, nah. you give them a pact they can't pay that's, for it and they die. That's boring. This one is a you beat him with the Ashiok. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, the pack Ashiok doesn't kill dunk. Fi- uh, five color decks, right? Because if you whatever pact you you cast, they will still have the mana to to pay for. So this is like a better pact, kind of. Yeah, almost. yeah. It's a it's a for sure thing, unless of course they remove the Ashiok or anything <laughs> else along the way. But you know, you you don't worry about that stuff. So the we thing don't believe is, in interaction. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, nobody plays interaction. So that's <laughs> that is a combo I would love to do on Commander Clash. But I, yeah. I I worry about anything that goes beyond a two card combo if that'll break Moto. <laughs> like <laughs> I do worry about that. I mean, if Moto can put. <laughs> Use 16 cards to put the deck in the command zone. I bet it can handle Hive Mind Doomsday. I bet. I, I bet hope so. There. I really do hope so. <laughs> also, also to just clarify here, if something's on the bucket list, it usually means it's something not that easy to pull off, or else we probably would have done it already. <laughs> we have been playing Commander Clash together for like six years, and we've been playing yeah. a new deck every single week. So odds are, if something shows up here, it's because we might have even tried and failed in the past. So. I've tried. Ashiok <laughs> died. Uh, I, or, or no, no. And then I've died the other time when I've tried to do that. So, yeah, like having a planeswalker as a part of a combo is very scary <laughs> on a pot of three <laughs> or with three other people. So you yeah. kind of need to go off that turn. Yeah. If you see a planeswalker, it's just like, and you can attack into it. It's like, why wouldn't you, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. So works against that on that regard, at least. All right, so mine, I'm going to kick things off with the one of my favorite combos uh, that I have in my personal paper Zedru deck. Um, this is Nine Lives plus Fractured Identity plus Patrician Scorn to kill everybody with nine lives. So the way this works, it's a three-card combo. Uh, the way it works is it starts with nine lives, which is a three-mana uh, white enchantment that has hexproof. And it has a bunch of text, but the main part of this card that you care about for the combo is that when it leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. So what you do, you see, is you have nine lives on the battlefield. Then you cast Fractured Identity, which is an uh, Azorius, uh, a white-blue uh, five-mana sorcery that says exile target non-land permanent, and then each other player 
uh, other than the controller of that permanent, uh, creates a token that's a copy of it. So, you cast Fractured Identity on the Nine Lives, you exile your Nine Lives, and you give a copy of Nine Lives to each of your opponents with Fractured Identity. Then the when then the nine lives, the original nine lives, uh, you lose the game trigger goes on the stack. But before that, you lose the game trigger resolves, you cast Patrician Scorn. And Patrician Scorn is a card probably nobody knows about because it's not very good. It's very specific. Uh, it's a four mana white in instant that says if you play another white spell this turn, like nine lives or fractured identity, uh, you can pay for, you can cast it for free. So you're casting this for free and you destroy all enchantments. So in response to the you lose the game trigger, you cast Richards and score, you blow up your opponent's nine lives copies, their lose the game triggers go on the stack on top of yours. So they resolve first, they lose the game, and then you win the game because you're the last one. Uh, at the table before your trigger could even resolve. So you lose after they do, but then you win because you're the only one there. It's a convoluted combo. I have it in my Zedru deck because you can just gift the nine lives to somebody and then make them lose that way. But this is much cooler. It's a three-step process, but it's three cards. I'm not really like, I didn't build the deck around it. It's just like a, a win condition that I have in the deck. I've tried like, I don't know. I've played Zedru like 10 times since I put the combo in there. I never won once. But one day, one day will be really sweet. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I do love Fractured Identity, so that definitely sounds cool. Do you think that's just worth, like, let's say you're just playing a, a generic deck. Is it worth throwing that in there as your, like, really janky Splinter Twin? Or do you have to be, like, Zedru or build around it to really, to really play it? Could you play it in more decks, I guess, is the question. I think you could put it in other decks. I'm not sure which ones would really like it, but I really like it in Zedru because if you just have nine lives on the battlefield, you can just donate the nine lives to somebody else, and then eventually the nine lives will leave, and uh, they will lose the game. So mm -hmm. like it's just basically it's a two card combo, one of them being your one of your being your commander. But this one's a lot more ambitious, and I don't know. There might be other commanders that might like this this little uh, combination as well, but I'm not sure off the top of my head. Nine lives is, is always risky, especially in Commander. Like, it's risky in a 1v1 game, but in Commander, when you have three opponents, those 10 counters add up really, really quickly. Or, like, any board wipe. <laughs> you can't have, <laughs> you can't just cast nine lives and then, like, be like, all right, now I pass. You know, like, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's a lose, losing situation right there. That's why. So, yeah, nine lives, not, not a good card by itself. You have to actually use this drawback to your advantage. But anyway, we'll move on uh, to Richard. We got another card, uh, another thing on your bucket list. All right. Um, I want to win with an Armageddon in a non-scummy way. How do we make Armageddon fun? <laughs> you right? play against a table of green players, and I'll so, laugh. I'll, so I'll so you it. have, like, straight Armageddon. You have... Uh, so one card I actually play sometimes is the six mana. There's a six mana sorcery, destroy all lands or destroy all creatures. Um, so I play that sometimes, because you don't want to hold an Armageddon, because sometimes you don't want to be scummy and just Armageddon for no reason and drag the game on, but you can wrath the board instead. <laughs> uh, you can, like, oh, Toxroll, Kormus Bell... You can boil. Yeah. You can uh, Yava. What's the what's the Yavamaya Orborg thing? Uh, Yavamaya Cradle of Growth. Yeah, Acid Rain or uh, whatever. Drop my momentum. We'll talk about that closest, later, Richard. <laughs> the, the closest thing I can think of is so Nyaduk built me a Phoenix deck where we had like Jockalops and things like that, and you had Phoenixes that come back. 
but like, how do I Armageddon you guys and have you guys be happy about it? And like, I, I haven't cracked this one yet. <laughs> and I, I think I, about it easy. every week. You don't. No one. Don't no one is ever possible. happy. There's got to yeah. be some way to do it where everyone's like, well played, good sir. Well played, good sir. Give you the vote. <laughs> right? There's got to be. My hot take is Armageddon's not really that salty. Like, most of the times when you've cast it, the game ends, right? Like, you just finish the job. So, I don't, I've never, I've never really had an issue with Armageddon. Um, be, I, I do understand that, like, if you just, like, pop it off, like, you're just like you're behind on the board state, and nobody has like creatures or anything. And you're just like, oh, I guess we'll Armageddon. Like, yeah, that's that's not cool. Um, but like, is that not you... cool? I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny, but it's like, don't do that again, please. That's not very. That's not something I want to experience again. But Richard, when you cast it in Commander Clash, you're just like, all right, I have the biggest board state. I'm gonna cast Armageddon. Now you can't deal with my board state, and I kill you. I'm like, okay. I mean that that's fair beats. I don't know. <sighs> I I don't Richard, know. Richard, you know way... what? You you could do it. You could do it with me at the table. I'll never I'll never be upset. I mean, I'll about do it, it. I I think you guys all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't put it past me. I will definitely yes. do it. But it's like yes. <laughs> but you know, I, mean, I, I do have a cautious. I, I do go to bed at night. I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> he tosses the turrets. Oh, I don't have to worry about you know, that. Dear diary, today I did a very bad thing. You know, I, I used Armageddon for a victory. I promised <laughs> I would you? never do that again. Uh, you know, like was that a bad thing though? You did the thing, and I, and, you know, I think that's pretty funny. So I'm here for it. I, I do think the further away you get from little Armageddon, the the funnier it becomes. Like if you say Kamal Living Lands or something, mm. yeah, it's like effectively Armageddon, but it's like. It's a combo and it's funnier. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just coping now. Those, those, <laughs> no, those, those ones don't bother me as much. Like if you do some like crazy Cormus Bell Toxroll shenanigans or something, like well, we 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 were uh, set on killing Krim on the spot where we found out about. Well, that. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. <laughs> you win, <nailed> like it. <laughs> it's yeah. funny because I I basically begged Krim to run in. I was like, as soon as I found he was running, I was like, Hey Krim, <laughs> Hey Krim, check out these cards, please, Krim, please run in. <laughs> Ever since I've been, I've been in love. I've been in love. (laughs) Um, Oh, hot take! By the way, better than Armageddon. uh, One of my favorite cards is Razia's Purification, which is like the Boros version of Armageddon, except like ten times worse. It basically says like each player gets to choose like three permanents they like, and then they sacrifice the rest. Now that, Uh now that is a magic card. (laughs) Because you don't want them but, to have mana rocks and stuff, right? So, like, <laughs> I, I actually, I actually remember when I first started playing Commander Clash. You can go back and watch in the first season. I didn't know all the rules and like the norms of what you were supposed to do and not do. So I used to play Apocalypse um, in a lot of my decks, and Apocalypse is the worst. It's five mana and it exiles all permanents, and you have to discard your hand. So there's no way that you can actually close. <laughs> You can close out the game and it just like why would you run this card? Well, I thought it was funny. Why why wouldn't I run it? But yeah, so you can definitely find that in the early seasons of Commander Clash before I learned that uh, you're not you're not supposed to do that. Well, it's like Narset wheel plus Armageddon. You can definitely like turn that into a wing That's condition. That's pretty funny. And, oh and my god. In fact, I I think this would be a good transition to one of the cards that I see uh on your list. There's one Ooh. card that you mentioned here 
to Michael uh-huh. really well of Armageddon. Oh, hey, transition so, seamless. I'm just like this transition king today. That's true. That was that was very good. Uh, so also on my bucket list, I love alt win conditions, and one of the tougher ones is Baron Glory. Baron Glory. Actually, a black border version of a uh, unset card, an acorn card that she stands alone. Basically, it's a six mana enchantment. And to win the game, it has to be the only card on your battlefield or in your hand at the beginning of your upkeep. So essentially, no other permanents, no cards in hand, just this six mana enchantment. Um, and it sounds like that would be really difficult. How are you going to get a six mana enchantment on the battlefield? You need lands, you need some sort of mana. Uh, so essentially, you'd have a way to blow up your own stuff. Probably the easiest way to do it is to hide away your Baron Glory under something like Oblivion Ring, something that temporarily exiles. And then that's where Apocalypse could actually be a win condition. Uh, Apocalypse would get rid of all your permanents, get rid of your hand. Your, uh, your win condition would come back out from under the Oblivion Ring. And then all of a sudden, the cheese is standing alone the baron glory is there and you win the game i've had this combo in various decks in commander i have never i've never come close to doing it and there are a lot of ways it can go wrong um if you go back to that apocalypse plan and someone can blow up the oblivion ring in response to your apocalypse then you just like wrath your board wipe <laughs> out your hand and you have nothing so it's very very high risk but uh it's definitely a, a win condition that I, I should probably pick back up i played it a lot in the past i haven't played it much recently so i probably got to start working on that again because i really want to do it in commander that would be really cool to see actually that's so sick all right, Krim, what do you got for us next? Well, Richard already mentioned one of them. Uh, but, like, like one of the things, as you know, is I, I love forests and everything about green magic. Oh, so the, I, I pretty much sold out of, like, I, I pretty much got rid of all my reserve list cards, right? Except for one card. <laughs> and it's Acid Rain. Uh, so that is a card I didn't know that was reserveless. <laughs> like I have it, I still hold on to it, and I didn't know that it's as much as it is now. But I'll tell you what, this is a card. I if you walked into my house and you opened the door, right? If I at some point when I when there's the MTG Goldfish Mansion and there's and you just open the door, the first thing you see is this huge picture frame. It would just be acid rain because it destroys all forests. And so I just want to combine it with Yavamile Cradle of Growth now. I will I will cast the card even if I don't have Yavamaya Cradle of Growth. I will just cast it to make sure I blow up the green player's mana base. So I will I, I love like if I can blow up everybody's lands with it with Yavamaya, which is what it essentially does, because Yavamaya turns every land into a forest. That's pretty funny, uh, even if it's my own. But legitimately, I just want to cast Acid Rain. That's all, I, and 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 have it and have it blow up the entire mana base of everybody. So that's all. Not asking for much. And along the lines, like, and so Richard's over there, like, I've got a conscious. I'm going, I got to go to bed, you know, like, I'm sleeping better. I, oh my God. I, I, like, I just got a warm blanket on in a cold night. And, like, and that is the acid rain combo. Now, if I, now, believe it or not, along the lines of this, I'm going to just drop my other bucket list thing because it is along the lines of, picking off people's lands but this one isn't like definite this is based on how much mana you have and as funny as it as, as it is it relies on green um one of my most hated colors but it uses kamal fist of krosa and then it uses goblin sharpshooter so kamal fist of krosa reads because this is a thing i did back uh with my friends in like middle school 
um, back when I had a, 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 I thought it was funny to blow up lands then too. So, uh, but Kamal Vistacross is a six mana four three. You pay a green target land becomes a one one creature until end of turn. The other abilities are relevant. Uh, so then the next the next part is Goblin Sharpshooter. It's a two man two and a red Goblin Sharpshooter doesn't untap during your untap step. Whenever a creature, yeah, exactly Thor. Whenever a creature is put into a graveyard from play, untap Goblin Sharpshooter, and you can tap Goblin Sharpshooter to deal a damage to a creature or player. So essentially, you just turn all your opponent's lands into one ones and pick them all off. Your mom. Yeah, that actually, I I can deal with that. Out of all the Armageddon's, like that one, okay, you got me. I'm not gonna be too upset. The, the Acid Rain one, that one's that one's a little bit more questionable. But if you Kamal me, I I'm fine with that. <laughs> I mean that that's also what Kamal does too. Like if you're playing Kamal, you gotta expect that your lands are gonna get blown up at some point. <laughs> I think I that's fair that's, beats. That's probably more common practice now, but like that was like I, the thing is, I feel like Kamal and Goblin Sharpshooter wasn't that popular up until mm. like I think Commander became a format. <laughs> I was trying to do this in sixty card format, so I will gladly do it in a hundred card. <laughs> yeah, and I mean you can now you can now do it like in in Commander pretty pretty reliably because there's a new Kamal that has Partner, so you can slide yeah. this one in the ninety nine, and if you run Partner Kamal, then you can just partner it up with a red commander and then uh, a red partner and then boom you can run mm. both in the 99 oh you, you could oh. play around an anthem so if you if you play whatever what what's that oh no that that requires you it only triples the damage once it's activated it's not a passive never mind <laughs> i think i like think night of souls do. betrayal or something right like yeah. you could oh, curse of death hold yeah <laughs> you could do any one of these there. tox roll type effects and then just yeah. like blow I, but, everything but those down are, but that's so fun. It's so fun. That's so cool. <laughs> is gotta, there acid gotta... rain for every color? Ooh. Do we have like destroy Red all so... planes or destroy all mountains? Yeah, desertion or whatever is destroy all planes. No, no, wait. Desertion is destroy all white permits. But there is a destroy fire? all planes. There is, I think I, there is destroy all planes. There's, there's not there's destroy all mountains. Oil. Yeah. There's lots of blue hate. <laughs> Yeah, tsunami. There's, there's boiled. I think it's wildfire kills uh, and destroys all. Flash, flash, flash fire. fire. Yeah, it's flash a, that's fire. actually that's actually in modern too. It was reprinted in ninth edition. I didn't realize that. Hmm. What destroys all swamps? Ooh, do we have one? I'm looking right now. Destroy all swamps. Uh So we'll eventually get orborgs for every color. So well, actually, the, the funny better and better, right? The, the funny thing is, so when they printed Yavmaya, people actually said that. Like, when are we getting the next one? And Wati came out and said, well, I don't think we're going to print them in any more colors exactly because of the combos that Krim is talking about. I didn't realize Acid Rain was a card because it's so old and it hasn't been reprinted. But they're like, we can't make a blue one because then everyone's just going to, like, play it and then cast Boil or whatever and blow up their opponent's mana base. Like, it would be it would be too broken if we put more of them. Which, change. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's maybe, a problem. Come but, but Uro can exist. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I think... I think you gotta mash it in with your hive mind kill, Krim. Like mash all these together. There's a card called like Life and Death. It's like a one mana sorcery that turns all your lands into one ones until end of turn. If you hive mind, then your opponents would have to cast it, and then you can also mash it in with Doomsday. Like all five colored bucketless tribal. Oh it makes oh me think God. of the the deck I wanted to try, which was a a uh, Kenrith five color just hate cards. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> 
Of I w- course you do. <laughs> I would blood moon myself, but whatever. That's just called, that's just called stacks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not, it's, but it's not stacks if it doesn't benefit you, though, right? Like if I'm blood mooning myself, I also play contamination. You know what I mean? Choke. <laughs> it's just every hate card ever printed. I have, an, Actually, I I have a new that. thing in my bucket list now based on this Ooh. conversation. So Urbor turns everything into swamp, as we said. But I found I found the one card that destroys all swamps. It's a little <laughs> bit it's a little bit more ambitious, but it's Return of the Night Stalker. This is a seven mana sorcery. Return all Night Stalker permanent cards from your graveyard to the battlefield, then destroy all swamps you control. So if you have Hive Mind, you have Urborg, and then you cast Return of the Night Stalkers, and everybody will return all their Night Stalkers with probably nothing, and then they destroy all their their swamps. So boom, got them. So they have the solution. It's four mana. It's called Armageddon. It accomplishes what you want. For Apparently, Armageddon's yeah. too salty. We have to find more creative we gotta, ways we gotta to sell it for like yeah. combos and twenty mana to do the same effect. Armageddon yeah. very salty. This not salty. Boom. We we fixed MLD in in command. We easy. did. We did everything that's been mentioned so solution. far. I wouldn't even be salty. Actually, but just I'm not make salty it worse. About Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> Just do same, but make it worse. Done. No salt. <laughs> yeah, but one of these leaves you with more slugs, okay? <laughs> I, I want to see the next fan meeting, you know, we're, like, playing with fans, like, Commander Clash. All of us are trying to get our bucket list of, like, mass land destruction and various <laughs> way. Hello, fan. Thanks nice to coming. meet you. <laughs> we'll wipe never... all their lands. Like, I didn't oh, this I that... to do this. Oh my god, that reminds that reminds me my my one paper modern deck was mono red prison, and I remember going to like an SCG open just to like meet fans, and everyone would be like, "Oh, can I play modern against you?" <laughs> like, you, you sure, can play but my, to. my only deck sure. is trying to play like Chalice of the Void and Blood Moon on turn one. So uh, if you if you insist, I mean, yeah, I play Jun to give him the free win. You know, make them feel good about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll move on to the next one. So this one was inspired by a short that Seth made uh, on Wood Elemental, which which was dubbed one of the worst cards, or at least one of the worst green creatures ever printed. It's, it's one of the worst cards. It's so bad. One of the worst cards. Okay, so yeah, so high high praise for this card. It's it's at least it's the best at something. So it's the best at being the worst. So that's better than being just fully mediocre. It's known for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's known for something. Uh, so it's Wood Elemental. This is a very old card from Legends. Um, also reserveless, so oh, very expensive, expensive if you want to play this garbage. Uh, it's a four mana green elemental creature. And when it enters the battlefield, you have to sacrifice any number of untapped forests. And its power and toughness is e- are each equal to the number of forests sacrifices that enter the battlefield. So if you pay four mana and you don't sacrifice any untapped forests, it's a zero zero and immediately dies. So you have to sacrifice. You have to pay four mana, and then you have to spend an additional. You have to sacrifice additional untapped forests. These cannot be tapped to you know pay for the wood out el- uh, wood elemental. You have to you have to have extra ones on reserve uh, to sacrifice untapped uh, to wood elemental to make it like a creature that can stay on the battlefield. So it's really bad. By objectively speaking, twenty twenty one standards, not very good. But then I was thinking, like, if it's so bad, I mean, I need to, I need to win a game of Commander with it, right? Like, you, that's the whole point of Commander Clash is to win with trash. Um, so, so what elemental? I, I want to do it. I, I'm thinking, like, I don't know how how I'll, I'll kill you with what elemental, but like, fling, sacrificing force might be good in like Priest of Titania or something, or no, Titania Protector of Argoth or something. I don't know. 
It looks, it looks yeah, like trash, yeah. but... Lord Lord Wingrace, you can get him back. Maybe Vorinclax to double the count. That might be the way to go. Like, doubling season, Vorinclax. So then you get a bunch of counters on it, maybe? Uh, there's got to be there's gotta be something. Use the, the spells counters. that return everything that went to the graveyard this turn. And then oh. you, play, you play a landfall deck. I think you can actually use this, like... You can like, second sunrise and face reward. But yeah, like, like those kind of effects, well. right? Like, and then you get a big creature. Or I guess you could sack some forest and then um, acid rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> right? Got him! You end up with, like, a 3-3 three, three, because that's all the mana you had. But, like, that's a clock that you could use after your Armageddon. <laughs> hey, I don't knock that. I've done that in modern, okay? <laughs> Goblin oh. Dark Dwellers, Boom Bust. But it's like, slower. I think you can like Valakit somehow. Like you use this as a weird green Valakit with like the the white return things, and then you do something with the triggers. You play okay, so you play you're an all forest, you're all mountain deck. You have Valakit in your deck. Uh, you play Yavimaya, Cradle of whatever, yeah. to turn them all into forest. You sacrifice mm-hmm. all your mountains to wood elemental, and then you like Splendor Reclamation or something, get all the mountains yeah. back onto the battlefield, okay. and you win the Alers. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, 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 they might be able to kill half a person. Yeah. <laughs> Send the wood message. elemental is forty dollars. Yeah. That's so, is, uh, it's a legends thing. card. Is it yeah, but forty dollars yeah, for this. Acid rain's like three hundred, by the way. Yeah, it's yeah. I did. But look at See, look at the art on it. That's 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 why it's forty dollars. The art is You're paying sweet, for the yeah. art. Yeah, yeah. That's you know what that makes sense. <laughs> what about like Gitrag? You might be able to play it in a deck like Gitrog could be good. Maybe it's not actually that bad in the right Maybe deck. Maybe it's actually great in Commander. Maybe it's a sleeper. You know what yeah. we gotta do is Wood Elves Week. Everyone builds a Wood Elves deck. <laughs> and the only way you're allowed to win is involves Wood Elves. Wood <laughs> Elemental. Upcoming on Commander. Or Wood Elemental. Wood Elemental. Wood Elves Week. Wood Elves actually I feel like I feel yeah, like Wood Elemental. Yeah, I think we should do that. Week. Justice for Wood <laughs> Elemental. All right, moving on. Richard, what do you got for us? Uh, all right. I've tried to build this deck several times, and it's Mono White Spellslinger. And I've never actually made it anywhere with. <laughs> like, I built it. I'm like, this deck is trash. I mean, disassemble it. Then I go with some other deck. But my, my thoughts are, like, White has a lot of cheap spells. White has a lot of recursive spells. You should be able to do this in some way. What is the Storm Finisher? You have like Etherflex Reservoir. That's the thing, right? If you really want to cheat, you could go like Boros and like that's a real deck, right? <laughs> but like in Mono White, you just have Reservoir. I don't know, like like I was thinking like you have like Precursor Golems or something, and then you play like your White Combat Tricks and you duplicate them. I don't know what's going on, but I really want to build Mono White Spell Slayer. <laughs> oh, Richard, Richard, I got it for you. I got it. There's a card from Strixhaven, Show of Confidence. It's 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 grape shot, except it puts a plus one plus one counter on each creature for each copy. So you play cartographer's hawk, you sling a bunch oh, of spells, forty yeah. counters on cartographer's hawk, boom, one shot. Two birds, one stone, or like two, two bir- hawks, two- one one <laughs> bucket list <One> shot. <laughs> I like it. I actually, that- it, and you know, your commander could be Mavinda Students Advocate, which is also a Ooh. bird, so that's on yeah. brand. And it has something to do with instants and sorceries. It's uh, you can cast a sorcery from your graveyard for zero. Uh, oh, it's the owl. If, 
If it targets a creature you control. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and it yeah, does yeah. target. So you can flash it. It's yeah. like Passing Flame. It's a white Passing Flame. <laughs> flash we broke show it. Confidence. We broke it. We just you storm off and show confidence. It. You flash it back. Boom. Insta kill. <laughs> this could happen. I think this, this one's possible now. This, this one's actually pretty close. This, Yeah. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> you can secret rendezvous, fill up your head. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the other thing is you need to draw cards, right? Like Storm decks need to draw cards. So, you, you know, we have critical Which mass. White, is, card white is well known for drawing a lot of cards in a single turn. If that's if anything white is known for, it's definitely that. This is doable. This is doable. All right. We, we need, we need like, some theme like where I can sneak this in. Mono white spell slinger is just going to fizzle 90% of the time. <laughs> That's like all storm deck script, but you know, one percent. No, no, blue red can, can do it. Like, yeah, like pretty consistent. All right, all right, Tomer, you bring budget tall red, and I'll bring like ten thousand dollar bottle of slinger. I'll see who does better. Spoilers, tall red. High tides worth like fifty cents. That's all I need, Richard. All right, that actually okay. That sounds actually really sweet. I'm excited for it now. Uh, moving on, Seth. What do you got for us? Well, speaking of things I want to win with, I got a I got another alt win condition, and this one I don't think is currently possible, and that's why it's so intriguing to me. And that is Hedron alignment. Hedron alignment is like an infamously hard alt win con. Uh, it's th a three man enchantment, and then uh, if at the beginning of your upkeep, I think it's scries or something irrelevant, uh, but at the beginning of your upkeep, <laughs> if you have one in your exile zone, one in your hand, one on the battlefield, and one in your graveyard, you reveal them all and you win the game on the spot. And I think it's you pay three to scry one. Uh, so it doesn't do anything. So you need four of them. And uh, you can make extra copies in Commander. That's not a problem. We got clones. We got, uh, you know, things that like mirror, uh, mirror weave, mirror whatever that copies in enchantment. So there's plenty of ways to like uh, get one in your hand get one on the battlefield you could maybe uh, you could get like halfway there the problem is the exile zone in the graveyard with our current card pool if you make a copy of it it's going to disappear you can't get you can get one on the battlefield and one in the graveyard one in the hand and one in the battlefield but you can't have one in the graveyard and in exile so we need wizards to print cards to make this possible and i think we're getting closer with some of the crazy new digital only designs they're making I think maybe we'll see some of those mechanics that take off, like pour over into paper. If you could make a real copy of this, then it would be possible. Another option would be like a clone that worked in all zones, which seems like something wizards could print, like enters the battlefield as a copy of a permanent and it remains a copy of that permanent no matter where it goes. Like that's something I could see wizards doing. So I want wizards to print to print something, even if it's still really, really hard to do, just to make it possible to win with Hedron uh, alignment. Because I think every other alt-win condition that's not banned, it's possible to win with in Commander, even if it's difficult. This is the one that is just straight up impossible. What about, I have an idea, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. called Shot. So they love they love doing, what's it called? Where like you make a token copy of something and it's an arena only mechanic, what's it called? Uh, con, con, conjure, conjure or, seeking. Yeah. What if seeking? What if they made it so they changed the rule for tokens where if they leave the battlefield, they still exist, Ooh, and then suddenly you can conjure. That would be pretty thing. cool. Oh, that that would that would do it too. That would be really easy. Do you think that would be a good rule? No, <laughs> we're getting way <laughs> off track. That that might be that might be tough to keep track of. 
It would be a bad rule, but you're gonna have maybe. someone with a bunch of like coins and scraps of paper in their graveyard, and then you're you're literally not allowed to play without sleeves, right? But I guess MDFCs kind of do that anyway, like yeah, flip cards. Like you put that in your hand, you need a proxy. Cyclonic anyway. Rift will even be more of a blast when it bounces all of those tokens that you have to play over again. Well, you have to, you have to you play for zero mana because they have no mana cost. <laughs> well, yeah, they would have they would yeah. unless they're a copy of something yeah. that has a mana value, wouldn't have a mana value, right? So you play your tokens for free or whatever if you bounce it back to your hand. So if you read name hedron alignment does that work so so there's actually i think silver bordered cards that you can change names on things and that Ooh. i think would make it theoretically possible for you to be able to do it but then you're in the realm of like unsats and acorn cards oh, but so there's, there's nothing no in to... black border that lets you give something some uh, another card's name that uh, that oh, exists in black like, you, you can't like change it into a copy of another card or something and then have it take that <sighs> new cards name yeah. hmm. we're like so close we're very very close but just not quite there yeah the it's gonna happen just isn't it's gonna there happen what, what if you gaunty oh that would the be wrong po- exile it's the wrong it's, it's the other guy's oh, exile. because right? you so you could steal a gun you'd still the, the pinch is getting one in the graveyard in one in exile like well i guess so you can you can put your own in the graveyard and you you gaunty someone else's or something? No. Like you steal it from their decks? You have to own so you, it. No. You have to own a card named Hedron Alignment in Exile. So it can't be your opponent's Exile Hedron Alignment. But you could get your opponent's copy on the battlefield. Yeah. And have your copy in like the exile. graveyard or Exile. But then you're still short. Like you're, I don't think there's a way to do yeah, it. Two currently. opponents. <laughs> two opponents. <laughs> But how no, do you get your opponents in or in here too? <laughs> you can get your turn. opponents onto your battlefield, but you can't put your opponents. In, you need still one in your hand and in exile and in graveyard, and that's just impossible. What What if you like donate all of it to someone? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you got to there, you, you donate. You still can't have one win. in graveyard. Like you can't. You still just can't have more like one in your graveyard, exile in hand at the same time. Even if you have somebody helping you. Yeah, because you can't possible. you can't put your opponent's cards into those zones, basically. Yeah, like you can, can never put your opponent's card into your exile zone. So your opponent's card can only help with the battlefield clause, and then you still got the pinch. That's <sighs> still you can, three, you can get two, two more. Zones. You, you need can't two get all more. the zones. That's the problem. Yeah, it's hmm. battlefield plus a zone. That's all you can do right now. Technology just isn't there. So, do you think they're gonna they're gonna make a way to win with this eventually? I I'm called shot uh, token errata. Tokens can leave the battlefield; they don't disappear. <laughs> Boom. Twenty twenty three Magic the Gathering, or they could just add a add Commander to Arena, and then it would be possible on Arena with some of the new mechanics. I Technology think. isn't there. We need to go Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> you need to draft a card from your. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we'll we'll come back to that one in the future. I'm sure to see what happens with it. Uh, moving on, Krim, what do you got for us? Okay, so uh, for me, I think that I think another goal I want to do is it, it's kind of it's a common thing, like it's been known to be done, but like people have pulled it off. But it's Opalescence and Starfield of Nyx because I I always have those cards in like my my Alayla deck and stuff like that. But every time I turn my stuff into creatures. I've gotten ether spouted. I've you know I've gotten cyclonic <laughs> rifted. Uh, all the creature like turning all your enchantments actively into things that people like can easily target is not great. 
No. So it, I've never gotten an opalescence win or a Starfield of Nyx. And, as, and I'm sure people have done it. I just never get to because every time people just do something about it instantly on the spot. <laughs> so feels kind of bad, but I just want to know that I could do it. <laughs> I think with those cards, yeah, I've, I've had Enchantress, uh, a five-color Enchantress deck of, for a long time. And I, I remember like Starfield of Nyx. I ran it for like three games and then I immediately took it out. And everybody always asks me like, hey, why aren't you running Starfield of Nyx in your deck? It seems like an easy inclusion. It's like, if I pass a turn with Starfield of Nyx, somebody's going to wipe the board and I'm going to lose my entire board state. Like suddenly <laughs> yep. my enchantments are just creatures and they die. It's like, it's bad. You need to actively win the game with them immediately. So like, if you have yeah. like an army of, if you have an enchantment, like a huge board of enchantments, then you could just slam that card and then you can attack for lethal like that's that's the right. only way really otherwise it's like why what are you doing this for like you have to win the game the turn you cast it or else or else pretty you're much in, you're, in, you're in trouble yeah because like heaven forbid that somebody just goes like all right wrath of god <laughs> i'm just like oh no so that, which is which is why I, I try not to play it immediately i i constantly hold on to it and even then uh my like people in my play groups have just had the instant speed re- interaction. I'm just like, oh, that feels so bad. Have you tried aggro enchantments? Like maybe like a true conviction and stuff. Like gives all your creatures double strike, and people are like, well, you don't have creatures. That's not a problem. And then you're like, boom, opalescence. That <laughs> There's no way that could work. Having double strike doesn't change the fact that I'll. But get you'll be like, hey, I don't have any creatures on the battlefield. What am I gonna do with it? I'll be a problem later on. You know. <laughs> And then, <laughs> then you're just like, oh, surprise! They're all they're all double strike lifeline creatures, and the attack. I guess I've never tried true conviction in a non-creature deck, so that maybe <laughs> that's what I need brain. to do. Biggest brain. I feel we, we we've seen a lot of Starfield or Opalescence in earlier seasons of Commander Clash. I think we did I it. Played a lot. it. I don't know if anyone's actually won with it. But I think this is actually a lot more feasible nowadays. You can like Teferi's protection yourself. You can one of eight million indestructible spells from white. So you can actually protect your board when you pop off and then maybe untap and kill someone. But yeah, you you, you strike the first person who's most likely to have a wrath. So probably Krim, you kill Krim. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you hold off the Teferi's protection in case someone else does something else. And then you untap and you kill the other player, right? So I, I think yes. you can do this one. This one's pretty doable. It's, it's not it impossible. It's definitely not. Well, the question is, can you win with it, right? Everybody has so many ways to blow up all enchantments or creatures, so, like, all of them are losing battles. Like, last time I played (laughs) Opalescence, I remember, I (laughs) forgot what happened, but everybody just killed all my creatures instantly, or enchantments, which became creatures, and that felt kind (laughs) of bad. Like, on Commander Clash. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. I've had that same experience. I've started I've started cutting it from a lot of decks, but I used to play it a lot. I do wonder though, like, is Opalescence Enchanted Evening? Is that another another backdoor Armageddon? Uh, Enchanted Evening is what I did play with a Heliod's Intervention. <laughs> uh... So, so Opalescence and and Starfield next they turn all of your enchantments into into creatures. Enchanted Evening. Uh, turns everybody's permits into, into enchantment. So now suddenly they're vulnerable to enchantment removal and stuff like that. And I, my, yeah. I've often Opalescence used enchanted evening as a defensive tactic. As a, if you blow up all enchantments, I got, I'm, oh, your, your lands are gone. <laughs> you're you're going to lose yeah. your lands too. Sounds like a Patrician scorn combo to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Seth, you were going to say? 
Opalescence actually turns all enchantments into creatures. So, yeah. Starfield yeah. only hits your own stuff, but... Yeah. I think you could do it though. Just build if you build a deck around that. I bet you could do it in like just a couple of games. That one doesn't seem that hard. I think that might be like just below Cartographer's Hawk as far as how hard it is to <laughs> to achieve the bucket list <laughs> item. It is. I feel so like Cartographer's Hawk is not no, going to happen. Like, I'm going to hold up approval for it now. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make sure it doesn't happen now. I'm not going to allow it. If I have a removal spell for Cartographer's Hawk and there's an off chance that it'll actually trigger, I'm, I'm using it, Richard. Why do you know that? Fire off that path to exile. Why do you know that? Oh, if you have to exile, it's even worse for you because then if you <laughs> if you have like another way to to like a knight of the white orchid, your knight of the white orchid gets even worse too. Oh man, this is too savage. Uh, all right, sick. Uh, my next one. My next one. It, it, it hits a little. It's, it's a recent wound, you could say. Um, on last season of Commander Clash, I was trying so hard <laughs> to get Drownu Lich Lord to work. So Drownu Lich Lord is is an old school commander that's near and dear to my heart. It was actually it was actually the commander that I, I had before I, I went to Toshiro Mazawa. Uh, this is a five mana Demir zombie wizard legendary creature and it says if damage will be dealt to drown new lich lord you sacrifice that many permanents instead so if Drowny takes five damage uh it is prevented uh but you lose you lose five permanents um it also it can you can tap it to flash back a spell and instant sorcery, which is great but the drawback is real and so my idea with Drownu was actually to turn Drownu's drawback into the main win condition, essentially, where if somebody was going to, like, Blastmas Act or whatever, you know, blow up Drownu because, you know, it's such a juicy target, there's a lot of blue spells that can, like, instant speed give Drownu over to another person, give control of Drownu over to another person. So in response to, uh, let's say, a Blastmas Act or whatever, uh, you can like wrong turn Drown New, give Drown New over to another person. They suddenly control Drown New. Blasters Act deals 13 damage to it. They have to sacrifice 13 uh, uh, creatures, or sorry, 13 permanents. Um, there's also like Reigns of Power, where like you get instant speed, give Drown New over to another person. It's untapped. Uh, it had summoning sick, by the way, too. Um, I think it's Franza. It's, it's one of those. It's like there's some it, you give it, you give control, you swap control uh, between another person. I think it's dominating wheel actually. It has to block. It doesn't have summoning. It has summoning sickness, so it can't tap. And then like you know they have to block with it, so they have to block the attackers, and they lose a bunch of permanents that way. Hilarious. There's also like a couple ways you can deal direct damage in Demir too. Um, that I, I tried running, but the problem is it requires so much setup. You need to spend five mana to cast Drownu. And then at that point, everybody's going to be gunning for it. So you need to have counter magic up. You need to have basically protection to make sure you're not going to get wiped out by Drownu. And then you have to have your like swap rooney spells, which might be like three mana to five mana or more uh, to, to get that going. So it's like it, it's an insane setup. I tried to do an abridged gameplay video on it. And I did like five different recordings of Drownu. Each of them I failed miserably at trying to pull this off. I took it to Commander Clash. I played it twice, twice on Commander Clash. Both times I didn't even get even close to pulling off the Drown New victory. So it's so cool. It's so cool of a win condition. It's just so hard to pull off. It's so hard. Ah. Uh. 
The first step is you actually have to to cast Sidranu. Yeah. That is the that is the first step. That Tomer is a hurdle that you've been unable to Sidranu. to get over. No, no matter how much Kriminite go, goad you and pester you, you just will not cast it. I need it. I need a counter spell up or something to protect Dranu. I can't just cast him. Or Yo, Yolo, Yolo, Dranu. Yeah, Yolo him. He will kill you. Like, what's the worst thing you can have? I mean, you lose the game. I I think what like the last time you did it, Richard was also goading you and. Richard Richard had the fight spell with his Galta re like ready. <laughs> I think that was like the first time. The second time Richard was playing like Lich's Master and you guys didn't even attack him. He was like literally you he had Lich's Master on the battlefield. He would sacrifice a permanent for every single damage he took, and you guys have creatures on the battlefield and you don't even attack him. And you're like, Oh, it's over here playing drown you, so yeah. you kill it. I'm like, just attack him! Just attack Richard! Why aren't you just attacking? You want him to sacrifice him? Like, man, that's why. That's why I didn't cast Drowned. <laughs> yeah, he was ready to and settle the wreckage. Couldn't attack. Oh, <laughs> so it's hard. I'll just say it's hard. It's hard to pull off, all right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, that was my gripe, I guess. Um, uh, I don't know how it's going to get pulled off. Not with this group. Maybe in, on a stream or something. But uh, we'll move on. All right, Richard, what do you got for us? All right, uh, Strixhaven Stadium. Ever since this card was revealed, <laughs> I've wanted to win with it. It's a three-mana mana rock. Um, when you hit someone with the creature, you get a point. When someone hits you, you lose a point. If you hit someone and they have 10 points, they lose the game. Uh, and when you tap it, you get a point as well. I've played this numerous times, and I feel people are too afraid of this card. Like, you have, like, two points on it. Everyone's trying to murder you because they're like, oh, my God, he's, like, eight away from winning. Let's just hit him, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I'm like, if you play it in, like, an Edric deck or a Birds deck or a Tokens deck, I think you could swiftly hit someone. And, like, even if you have, like, a doubling season out, you don't need to hit him, like, five times, right? Like, just five little yeah. one ones, flyers or whatever, or the fairway. The trick is to not have everyone freak out and murder you immediately, which is what has always happened. And I'm not sure how to fix that because everyone's like, he's got one point. He's got one point. Better, better stuff him into the ground, right? So, like, I don't know, short of having 10 creatures and dropping it in the same combat, like, how we could do this. But I, I really want to do this. The problem I, is I you're playing, playing at a table that actually Seth has changed this season. I think he's found more <laughs> creatures, but at a table that doesn't have creatures usually. So, speaking for personal yeah. experience, Grim. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, I don't have creatures. <laughs> when when Stadium first came out, I thought it was going to be like a, a staple level mana rock that I was going to play in every deck. And I played it like two or three times and just got murdered the way Richard is talking about. And now I just like don't play it at all. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I guess you got to like hold it back and not play it as a mana rock and just like hold it in your hand until you get a big board and then try to like mm -hmm. get this sneaky like one shot essentially is probably the the most practical way. But then like, I don't know. Why don't you play an overrun or something? Like if you're not, not using your mana rock as a mana rock, it kind of. Defeats I think the purpose. It, I think it's a lot easier than you guys think it is because I I've seen it I've seen a big get pulled off multiple times on stream and usually they use it as an overrun. It's like a three mana overrun. They drop it on the battlefield. They swing with ten uh, tokens or whatever. They go wide deck. And you don't have to hit the same person. You know you can uh, you can send like a couple to to somebody who doesn't have any blockers. Then somebody has you know some fly uh, some some blockers but they don't have any flyers. So you send your blocker your flyers over to that. 
And then as long as it adds up to 10, as long as you dealt damage uh, with 10 creatures, um, the 10th one, you just choose who you want to kill. Um, so it, yeah, it's actually... 10 it's, creatures it's, and freely attack. <laughs> like, how, yeah. like, how did it get to this board your stage? deck. I don't know. It, I, I've <laughs> it seen sounds like this, there wasn't that much removal. <laughs> Yeah, Krim well, wasn't on, on, at the table, but like it's more feasible to have like three creatures and then have like three combat steps or something, right? Like if I have ten, I can yeah. drop like literally anything, like Beastmaster uh, Ascension, Coat of Arms, like just any finisher, and anyone is dead, right? Like you don't need the stadium at this point. Man Rock. It's, I I I really like. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna auto auto jam it in any go wide deck personally because I've seen it. Oh win. yeah, Tober asks why he died. He's like turn but, three. But just, what do you mean? I've never, I haven't no played creatures. Strixhaven Stadium against you guys. <laughs> Don't you, you got a stadium and then follow the propaganda? I think that's what you got to do. And then that will disincentivize people. A from no mercy. You run like yeah. a no mercy. Oh, a no mercy. Esper. Like, yeah. You can do lots of things. Yeah, it's a lot of work for a man rock. But the Mana Rock wins the game, Seth. Yeah, well, that kills one true. person. He doesn't win the game. He just makes Upside one person beat. lose. I, I want to see. I want to see Krim win with it. Actually, he just has like one creeping tar pit Chris and like one snapcaster mage. <laughs> he almost kills He almost and, like passes win con. He's just like slowly beating you down with damage and stacking up counters to like snap it off. <laughs> Remember the Commander Clash episode attack. with Chatterfang? Krim almost killed me, right? All with Sadie. All, well, yeah, but I also I screwed I, up. <laughs> no, no, no! I almost killed you normally with the combo, the infinite whatever. Yeah, that I screwed up. Yeah, but and you also then had stadium. I punted stadium and huh. I punted again. Yeah. So that game was a lot of punting. Well done, well done, Crim. <laughs> that's not that's not a reason why the card is bad. It's just you punted. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's a user error. <laughs> All right, moving on. Seth, what do you got for us? Ooh. Uh, I have a deck that I've always wanted to win with. It's one of my favorite commander decks I've ever built. This is this is old school. I think I originally made it in 2015, maybe. Uh, it's about due to come back for another Revenge Week. Mono Black Storm in this deck, it's, it's just like the synergies are really cool. So the idea of this deck, and I've gotten close to putting it together. You need like several pieces on the battlefield to, uh, for it to work, but it's a, it's a Shadowborn Apostle deck, and you're trying to do the like Thrumming Stone Shadowborn Apostle thing so you can just uh if you cast a spell with thrumming stone out you ripple you go four cards deep to find another copy and put it into play so essentially you should put all the shadowborn apostles into play but the neat part is uh what it's really trying to do it has a carnival of souls which uh this two mana black enchantment when a creature comes into play you lose life and make a mana so that generates mana and then you have last laugh so when another permanent goes into the graveyard it pings everything for one uh so this is obviously going to kill you as the creatures are coming into play stuff's going to die you're going to get pinged it's going to wipe out all the shadowborn apostles so you need lich's tomb to not die lich's tomb says uh, you don't lose the game for having zero or less life but if you lose a life then you got to sacrifice a permanent so that lets you sacrifice all these shadowborn apostles maybe you had a rotlung reanimator or xanthra necromancer to double up your tokens and the idea is it's going to make this machine essentially where you cast a shadowborn apostle and the end result is going to be essentially killing the entire table you don't even got to do anything else it's just all these triggered abilities are going to be fun back and forth last lap is going to be pinging everything and eventually everyone dies is this like just weird weird machine of shadowborn apostles come into play so i've always just wanted to see this deck go off i've tried it two or three times uh in the past on commander clash 
I've gotten some of it to work. I may have even won playing the deck by like attacking with Shadow Board Apostles, but I've never actually like got to see all the pieces come together. I can see them like just looking at the deck list. I can see <laughs> in my head like how sweet it'll be. And uh, it's just always been just short of doing its thing. Well, that sounds ambitious. Someday. I like it. Someday. <laughs> I, I get anything involving Lich card in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a legit use for the Lich card. Yeah. All the Lich cards are super fun. If it's a Lich card, it's usually just like it can blow up in your face spectacularly or it can be amazing. That, so that one's it's so perfect for the deck, too, because not only does it keep you from dying, sacrificing the Shadowborn Apostles are an upside because then that triggers the last laugh to deal damage and maybe gets you a token with the Rotling Reanimator or Zenthra Necromancer. So it's actually like maybe the only deck I've seen where Lich's Tomb is actually like kind of an essential combo piece to uh, to making it work. So it's going to happen one of these days. That sounds sick. All right, moving on. Krim, what do you got for us? I think the uh, okay, so this combo I have yet to pull it off in my Super Friends deck, but it is pretty fun, uh, and it's I, I learned it from Arena, and it was the Infinite Bolus combo. <laughs> uh, and if you don't know how the Infinite Bolus Bolus combo works, it's pretty cool. So you have Oath of Teferi, Jace Cunning Castaway, Nico Bolus Dragon God. Oath of Teferi allows you to uh, activate your Planeswalkers twice. Nico Bolus has a passive where you get to copy every other Planeswalker's ability. You and then you would activate Nico Bolus's plus one, right? Because Jace uh, uh, ultimates at five. Bolus starts at four. Bolus plus one. Everybody exiles something, and then you go ahead and at the second activation you minus five, copying Jace, pooping out two Boluses, then copying <laughs> that and doing that over and over and over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> And so you just get to have a bolus party forever because of Oath of Teferi, and it's great. Except for the fact when you draw Jace Cunning Castaway well before you have the combo, because that card is so bad otherwise. <laughs> and that 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 is all probably the most th- crimmy thing I could probably want to do because I love Nico Bolus, so I, I would love to make infinite bolus. Wait, does it win the game immediately, or do you have to wait a turn? Not really. <laughs> does it win the game immediately? What, what, what does the bolus plus do? Does it like mill? Uh, it, it's everybody whenever i activate it i draw a card everybody exiles a card in hand or on the field oh uh, so you just empty the field yeah i just empty the field yeah yeah okay but you don't kill them okay <laughs> no uh, i guess they're good. dead next turn that's still i just want boluses yeah, i just yeah, want yeah. Boluses. that's actually pretty sick <laughs> i don't think i've seen that before I, I i heard about like a i don't know if you guys heard about this before but there's like a bolus deck concept where like you uh turn nickel boluses into plane uh from planeswalkers into creatures and then you turn them into artifacts and you turn them into like equipments and stuff like you you have to turn them into into equipment uh artifacts and then you have like bludgeon brawl or something to turn <laughs> all artifacts into equipments and you equip your your creature bolas uh with nickel bolas planeswalkers and you win the game that way <laughs> Like you, you Voltron up Bolas. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's what it reminded me of. Kind <laughs> that's of. so sweet. I feel like that can go into the same deck. Like that's your backup plan. Like play, plan A, something with Bolas's. <laughs> plan B, beat to death with Bolas's. <laughs> All right. So rounding out the bucket list is my last one, and this is this is winning winning with my husband though. Uh, Daxos of Miletus. So for those who don't know, I, I've. 
I've had I've had a soft spot for Daxos a lot, like ever since he was printed in Theros. I've I've been intrigued and in trying to win with him in like a Voltron strategy. I thought like, wow, this is like I don't want to go Rafik or whatever. Like this is like I don't know 2011 or something. It's like Rafik is like the the de facto Voltron commander. I was like, you know what? I want to be I want to be a hipster. I want to be cool. My first constructed deck is gonna be Daxos. After I played Zedro, I was like, I'm gonna go for Daxos or whatever. Uh, Daxos Miletus, uh, three mana, Azorius, two, two, human soldier, uh, can't be blocked by creatures three, or uh, power three or greater. Um, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you exile the top card of that player's library, you gain life equal to that player uh, that card's uh, mana value, and then until end of turn, you may cast that card and you may spend any mana uh, you may spend mana as though it was any mana of any color to cast it. So it's like very much like you deal you, a little bit of evasion. It's a it's a three mana two two with a little bit of evasion. Uh, you you get a little bit of life, um, but if you hit an opponent's land on the top of their library, you get nothing. You don't gain any life, and you don't get to ca- you can't cast it because you have to play lands instead of cast it. So you can whiff on lands, which when you know there's like thirty eight of them in the deck. Uh, not a great, not great. Um, but and, and you don't get to cast a spell for free or anything. You got to pay the mana for it. But it's card advantage. <laughs> it's card advantage. It's sneaky. <laughs> and it's great. Daxos it's Daxos. felt like he should have. He should have been in Demir. By the way, <laughs> it's Daxos, on top of that. But you gain life. That's very white. Okay, that's, that's true. Very that's white. True. Look, look at that upside. And so, so I've been I've been uh, pooed by both the viewers uh, for for suggesting like anytime I say like hey I'm gonna do a backseat brew uh, I'm gonna give you like four options what do you want the next budget commander to be I'll put Daxos there and literally nobody votes for him uh, which that hurts <laughs> and second of all Andrew AKA MTG Mudsta keeps saying like he's he's a garbage commander and then I tried playing it yeah. against him on stream I think. And I lost horribly, so that didn't feel great. Did you get dumped? <laughs> I think, the, I think the Andrew night, might have been right. <laughs> no, I was just a very unlucky. Very unlucky, that's all. Did, did Andrew biggest... play a turn one Ragavan? And you're like, wait, that's wait my commander, but like way better. It's, yeah, it's literally a Ragavan that's way worse. The thing that hurt the most is when they had Secret Lair of uh, the Walking Dead, they essentially printed Daxos with Glenn Voice of Calm, which is a Zori, same mana cost, uh, same uh, same mana value, Skulk, which is better than, basically better than Daxos' ability, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you draw cards equal to his power, which is like 10 times better than like randomly hitting one card off your opponent's library and whiffing if it's a land. So it's like so much better. And I'm like, oh man, I wish. And now now they said they're going to be, they said they're going to be making a magic, in-universe magic version of the Walking Dead cards. So here's my hope. I'm just praying. I'm praying that once that happens, it's going to be a Daxos card. Just give me Daxos. Give me a Daxos. I'll play it. So, so it doesn't even have to be the, this Daxos. This any Daxos. So we'll. I mean, ideally, it would be like Daxos of Miletus 2.0. Like that's just the title. From the, they changed nothing else. And just, just put the mechanics. How many Daxos on. are there in Magic? Three. There's there's uh, Daxos of Miletus. There's Daxos oh, the Returned. And then right. there's Daxos Blessed the Sun's the Champion. Or yeah. So so yeah, yeah, colloquially. Yeah. There, uh, so Daxos and Miletus original is Moist Daxos because he's blue white. 
returned is Zor- is Orzov, so right. he's cold Daxos. And then uh, the the new one, Blessed by the Sun, is mono white and Blessed by the Sun, so he's hot Daxos or warm Daxos, whichever you like. So it's moist, cold, and and warm slash hot. Or Those just like the, the most the trio. playable one, right? <laughs> the trio. <laughs> the, 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 the most playable one, right? The Orzov one's good. Just the, oh, I guess Daxos the Orzov one's like, like, yeah, okay, that one he's uses legit. counters, right? He's great, yeah. It's it, better better than the Azorius one, I think. That's probably the best Daxos, actually, eh? The, the enchantment one. <laughs> the How do you try to win with Daxos, well. though? Are you just, like, throwing equipment on it? Is that, like, the game plan? Just, like, throw equipment on it and hope for the best, basically? Is there any way to really build around that effect? I went for auras. I went for Azorius okay. auras. Okay. I thought that was kind of neat. But then the problem is I'd much rather draw my own cards than, than randomly <laughs> your cards and whiff. Like, <laughs> glad I, I went, oh. random <laughs> goblet for my head. Yeah. I w- you could I, you could kind of game it a little bit. You run Lantern of Insights to see every, the top card of everybody's library. So you know you could you could so you could, you could work setup. on it a little bit. There's That's little things so you could do. I think this, not this card is actually of, pretty good. Like I, I think it's actually one of the most feasible things here. Like you play Azorius Voltron, you have all the white life gain synergies. Like anything where you know, like Helios, you put counters to grow, or you draw cards or whatever. You know, you put a dousing dagger on this thing. It's great. Like, <laughs> He's amazing. I, I feel it's actually pretty decent. I would yes. actually play this. Yes. <laughs> like, like without, I, I would actually build a deck. I'm like, is this deck too strong for this week? Let me hold on. Let me let me take a look at it. Right. Like I, I wouldn't think it's a meme deck. Right. All right. I'm changing. I'm changing my bucket list from me winning with Dax of Miletus seeing Richard win with Daxos Miletus. Richard, like can, you can you do you this? Can put an can you do this? Here, anybody right? wins it's in the right colors. Anybody can win with Daxos Miletus. As their commander. Please. It, it's not it, it's basically three mana two two with evasion kind of. But but if you hit if you hit a land, it feels so bad. That's the that's you know, like, you don't, if you don't no, 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 play no. a land. You, you put a sword I'll, of fire ice and draw your own cards. You just ignore that second ability. You, <laughs> you don't the want those cards him? half the time, right? But what's the point of him at that point? He has evasion. <laughs> Yeah. Richard, Richard is essentially saying that he could beat anybody. Like he's just gonna make it a gray piper. A or three mana two two with pseudo evasion. Sign me up. <laughs> that, that, that That's better than ninety percent of all birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that, can, I mean, it, it is. <laughs> it just it just looks so bad compared to like thief of sanity. We just have like such strictly better versions of what Daxos is doing now that. <laughs> I don't know. It hasn't just, aged that well, I would say, compared to all these new thief, uh, thieving cards that we've gotten recently right, that are, are pretty Theros, powerful. Theros week. Theros <laughs> week with Daxos. Uh, you gotta, we gotta rep it. We should. We need to do an anything goes so that you could play Daxos. I could play five color hate cards. And then no. <laughs> we could do we're, bucket list week. I don't know. That could be fun. We're one Daxos away from being able to do Daxos week and each playing a different oh one. Oh my god! <laughs> one more, old? one more. That would make me yeah. so happy. <laughs> I, what would, what yeah. would the next one be? We got moist, we got cold, we got warm. So mm-hmm. we could do a Boros one. Boros one would be sick. Yeah. Oh, Boros! That one might actually be good. Yeah. They should just <laughs> drop the white from him and just make him blue black. No, that one. <laughs> that would ruin the the what? I don't even know the the. The, the cycle the, it would ruin the cycle uh, you gotta you gotta have the white in there that's the whole point uh, it's white blue white black white white and then white green i, I don't know no no Whatever. no, no, no. 
<laughs> Ask, that's that that would just make Krim kill you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so we talked about our bucket list, the things we want to pull off in a game of Commander, but we're gonna just close things out with basically what we're looking to see Commander B or a little change in Commander, a bucket list of our hopes and dreams for Commander, just to close out the podcast. So. Richard, kick things off for us. What do you want Commander to, to change in the future? What, what what do you want to see on your bucket list for the future of Commander as a whole? All right. On, on my deathbed, I would like the magic <laughs> community to recognize that white is not a meme. <laughs> it's actually a very strong color today. Today, like right now, with all the cards we have, it is a very strong card. I'm waiting for the podcast where I can elaborate on this, but I actually think it's the second best color in Magic behind green. Uh, And it will become very broken because people will keep complaining about white and Wizards will keep printing cards for white. And then one day you're going to be like, white is the new green, what happened? Because all the existing cards were so strong and Wizards kept reinforcing it with more cards. So that that is my wish, and I play white every week just to prove a point. <laughs> yeah, but you win with literally a, a, like a, a thumbtack. Like, I don't know, but, that, like, but that thumbtack is backed yeah. by white cards. That's the secret. <laughs> but uh, can other people win with white cards? Like you yeah, win with skeletons and kithcan and all that stuff. It might just be a Richard thing. Maybe you're just really good with white no, cards. No, if you play, sec- there's no way to screw up secret yeah, rendezvous. You, you just se- play it. Right? Draw the you cards. <laughs> <laughs> you beat Garuda loops with cephalids, all right? So I don't, I, don't, I don't really buy this, Richard. I'm sorry. It's, it's good. I'm just, just come on. Somebody back me up. Someone who Look, plays white. I, I'll back you up halfway. I think white has a lot of really good tools, but to say that it's like one of the best colors, absolutely not. Like, yeah, white keeps getting good things, but then like red gets underworld breach. And Dockside Extortionists. <laughs> and you, you got to think about what they're getting. Like, oh, Blue's, yeah, so much better than Blue these days. What did Blue get recently? Just a just a fastest Oracle or I don't know. Like, we got Secret Rendezvous. On, oh, yes, Secret Rendezvous. <laughs> Who else can ramp? Only white can ramp besides green. Who can remove everything? Who can draw cards? Who has good creatures? Who has Graveyard Recursion? That's white. <laughs> Whoa, White got a welcoming vampire. That's insane. What did Green get lately? Oh, just a Toski. Like, just, okay. <laughs> I mean, White, I just think, is underrated. White is totally underrated. It's not the best at anything, but it's, like, the second best at, like, everything. Uh, yeah, second I'll, best. That's tough. I would second best like at card Sell me on that, Richard. Come on. <laughs> All right, all right. We, we need a stats episode where we, we see how many cards Richard draws in mono white decks versus like what other people draw in other color decks. I'm curious now. Secret rendezvous. Three mana, draw six. Draw, draw, what do you draw six? Draw three for you. Who's drawing six? Like three for your, your other teammates. Yeah, your opponent oh, spent oh. zero mana and zero cards on drawing three cards. You spent three mana all right, all right, all right, and all right, one all right, card right, to draw I, I, three cards. I'm done with you guys. We will have a what full value? podcast. We, maybe we do a color tier ranking or something. Oh, where, oh. where we can elaborate on the, the greatness that is I the like planes that. and all, all its right. conditional ramp and card draw. Yeah, it lives up feedback. to its uh, land us name. Us very plain. So, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Clash Mail on Twitter. Like, give us, give us your thoughts on that. Or you can, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave a comment down below. What do you think about white being second best color in all of Magic? 
Mm. All right, moving on. Seth, what do you? What are you? What are your hopes uh, and dreams for a bucket list for uh, the Commander format? So, so on my bucket list is uh is getting Soul Ring banned. I've been trying to get Soul Ring banned for years now and when i say soul ring i also mean uh mana crypt mana vault probably like throw those in there there's like super cheap fast plus mana mana rocks the format i think is really so much better without them uh we've played without them we've played with them a lot of experience with both and i think the format's just better not including them uh so i would really love to see them banned and i'm gonna keep mentioning it whenever i get the opportunity until eventually it happens i'm not holding my breath on this one especially with soaring so uh so i might be waiting a while but i'm gonna keep trying because i really do think it would make the format uh better and more fun if if they were not there i think they're gonna power creep it actually yeah <laughs> before they ban it we Swole look at ring. we like look better. at soaring we're like Swole i don't know like, jewel, jewel lotus is pretty close right wait till yeah. we get like one one mana like give colored manas if you cast your commander or something with it like two mana oh. Like, I'm sure they're going to power creep it before they ban it. It's it's like it, grandfather, dude. They're just going to make a better one. Yeah, like, so it'll just be swole ring, and it's like zero with one Phyrexian mana and adds three. It'll be a white creature. That's... It'll be a one mana creature that taps <laughs> yeah, for two okay. colorless. Yeah. That, that'll be a second. It'll be a green creature. Come on. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. It would be green. <laughs> with haste. <laughs> This season of Commander Clash with Phil has just, like, reconfirmed, like, the horribleness of Zorig to me. <laughs> Not because Phil wins, but, like, no. it, it just has this huge impact on the game. Whereas, like, this, you go into arch enemy mode and you murder one person or they run away with the game. It's just, like, it's never a good thing, so... I agree that it's not going to happen, and I agree they probably are going to be super tempted to print a better Soul Ring to like sell Commander Legends two or something because that'll sell out of boxes because everyone's got to have it. But, oh, but please, the Wizards, opposite is true. No better. matter how bad your deck is, sometimes you'll get a turn one Soul Ring and you'll pop off, right? And then that that is like a feels good, right? Like you'll okay, pop off okay. guaranteed some percentage of the time just because you have Soul Ring. But if your deck is bad, don't you pop off and then just get murdered by the yeah, people whose deck is not yeah, bad? But you did just like came to do. Just play your bad spells. We can't help that, right? I, so my my take on it, I totally agree with Seth. We've been talking about how much we hate fast mana for literally years now, and nobody wants to listen. But I disagree with Seth. I do think there's going to be a tipping point where the casual sentiment will be like, fast mana is actually a problem. We don't like it anymore. I don't think I, I don't think fast mana offers anything of value to the format. I really don't. I don't think there's ever been a game that I was like, wow, that person going mana, ro- mana crypt into soaring into big my commander on turn one was, well, that was it, fun. it really it was so entertaining uh, yeah. for me for the entire table i think it, it what, just makes it worse what if they get swords to plowshares immediately that was that was funny and you kept a one lander too that was good that was good stuff the best um, part is you asked for it yeah and you asked for it too <laughs> you were like literally i'll take it um <clears throat> But also the other thing is that pe- the, the most common complaints or the common rebuttal is like, no, this is battle cruiser magic. You need Sol Ring for battle cruiser. Absolutely not. You absolutely do not need. And actually, your battle cruiser magic would be much more reliable, consistent if you didn't have somebody having an insane start because 
the, the you know the, the better your deck the better like the higher power your your cards the better you can utilize that fast mana so if you're going to battle cruise you're lowering the power to run these high power uh these these low expensive creatures it's in your best interest not to have soaring and mana crypt in the in the thing because that means it gives you many more turns to actually deal with the higher power deck that is powering out their their better threats like if their threats are coming out on turn one instead of turn four or five that means you actually have more opportunities to deal with them the sol ring actually hurts <laughs> battle cruiser magic that's my hot take that's what people don't realize they're gonna realize it eventually we've been we've been yelling about sol ring and whatever for god knows how many years but i think i think it's gonna come to a point where people are like commander's not fun because of these cards commander's not fun because of the cards we're gonna have to make a change It'll take a while. It will take a while, but so. we're going to get there. I, I believe. Calling it now. Hot, uh, token errata in this. Those are my two hot takes. Wizards heard you. Everyone starts with a soul ring emblem on the battlefield. We'll have like eminence. Your commander like poops out a soul ring on turn one. Well, at, at some point, being last place is going to be such a big deal, right? Because everybody's going to have so many ma uh, fast mana and winning turn one before somebody gets a chance to win is like... It's becoming is becoming a thing in CDH. Honestly, I've I've seen it enough times on streams and stuff where like I get to go first, I get to drop out all my stuff like pre-game actions, cavern <laughs> gemstone cavern into freaking mana crypt into all my things. I win the game. Oh, you're not playing blue, so you don't have a force of will. I guess it's GG. I win the game. It's like it's dumb. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's my hot deck. All right, just moving a whole on. Podcast in itself. We, we, we've never done <laughs> yeah. a podcast on Soul Ring, right? Oh, we should. Yeah, but nobody's going to click on it because it doesn't have a tier list, Richard. Come on. Oh, <laughs> oh no, if there's anything I've learned on Twitter is if you say ban Soul Ring, everyone is going to click. Yeah, it's going to be instant comments. <laughs> everyone instant has an opinion. <laughs> Stop booing me. I'm right. Um, all right, moving on. Krim, what do you I, got? I, I just want to play with all the commander cards. On Moto, that's that's. I, I feel this like is, on my deathbed, it's one. still what a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> what a hot take. <laughs> Might as well buy some lottery take. tickets so that Honestly. you can win it and build your own Moto. <laughs> I could probably design my own client before it happens. <laughs> Legit though, like it's so annoying when I go to deck building. It's like, oh, cool, this card would be so good here. It'd be so much fun. And then it's like, go check out, and it's like, oh. That's right. It's not on here. No. It'll never be on here. Or these cards just don't work. I'm like they just flat out aren't even available on Moto, right? Like I'm just like, come on! I want to see how these cards work. But I and I get it. Like from the programmer side, like some of these things are kind of like obscure things. Like Whims of Fates, like never works. Or maybe it might work now. But there are cards that just don't work at all or don't exist, and it's just kind of a kind of a nuisance, especially when you think about like how some of them are in the newest precons. It is kind of crazy Frustrate. that they can can program fake cards onto Arena, but they can't put real cards onto Moto. It makes me feel pretty bad. Like uh, they, especially in a world where Commander is like such a huge deal. Like it kind of blows my mind that they that they don't make the effort to get all the Commander precon cards on there. I think it just doesn't make them enough money. Cause like you buy the cards, you never go into any tournaments, and you don't pay any pay any costs to play Commander. So you just buy it one time, and that's it. And then you just yeah. play Commander for free forever. That's not that's not a winning financial <laughs> uh, program there. So it, it's also a little bit annoying because we used to get all the Commander cards like mm -hmm. not too long ago, like two years ago. Which I mean, it's still a, a bit away, but like 
ever since they started going from like one commander set every single year, they went to being a commander set for every single standard set. Uh, this just tens more commander cards. And I don't think they increase, you know, their their programming side for, for doing that. So it's like, there's like tw- three times the amount of commander cards. And instead of like doing the same amount that they used to be doing before and like, you know, a third of them show up, they're just like, Here's five. <laughs> Here's and, five of them. Hey, if you're lucky. The, and they just do the easy ones. Like, there's, like, yeah. face commanders that are missing. So it's just like, oh, this is super easy and similar to something we already got. So sure, why not? We'll put it on. But anything is, like, even slightly unique. Even if it's, like, the most popular commander in the set on EDH rack, they're just, they just don't do it. <laughs> not, not worth the effort, I guess. What One of the cards. Cons. We, we need yeah. arena for commander. Right. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, like their data has shown the most popular way to play magic is commander. Right. So why don't they have a digital offering for it? Why can't they fix magic online? I understand maybe arena's too far gone for them to bolt on multiplayer, but they should be adding a different one. Right. And they should make it cheap and accessible and maybe a subscription. <laughs> cheap. I was going to. Win with cosmetics, right? Keep selling those secret layers or whatever, right? Just keep things realistic. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be more expensive than your paper decks. (laughs) (laughs) They want us to like double buy all our commander cards too now, right? You have to pay to queue up to play a casual game with your friends. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's funny. I totally agree with, with, with Krim, too. It's like one of the cards that I've always wanted. To, like, what on my bucket list is blow out somebody with Ink Shield, which is a five mana Azorius uh, fog, essentially. Like, you prevent all damage, and then you make that many uh, two one flying token ink creatures. And that's like one of the, my favorite spells, and I've never got to cast it ever because I don't have an Azorius, I don't have a, an Orzov deck that, that can fit it in paper and it's not available online because it's a commander card and so i've just i'm just waiting for the day that i can pull that off because it's such a cool spell it's really easy to do but like not if you play on online because you can't spider fog tober spider Spider fog it doesn't (laughs) scratch the same match it doesn't scratch the same bitch i'm sorry it's fine it's all right but it's not the same um so like the other thing i wanted from magic online from my bucket list was bring back two-headed giants Bring it back. So here's the annoying thing is we had two-headed giant on Magic Online. It was there before. <laughs> we had two-headed giant. It was a thing that was available on the Magic Online client. They removed it. They removed it with the release of Battle Bond. So when Battle Mod came out, it, it was the premise of it was you can draft you can play it together as as a two-headed giant mode, which is the whole gimmick of Battle Bond. You you draft a deck and then you and a partner play against two other opponents together and you have assist cards and it's so cool. And like Magic Online team looked at Battle Bond and they're like, nah. <laughs> None of this, please. Mm. And instead of just like not porting the new Balbon cards, they removed Two Headed Giant altogether from the client. <laughs> not only did they not want to code any of the new cards, they just removed it from the program. So I'm like, what is going on? Why? Just give it back. I don't. I'm not even asking for the cards. I just want the format back. Why do you have to remove the format? I- I don't know why they didn't just leave it up. Like, why why wouldn't you just leave it there and let it languish? Like, I assume it wasn't super popular, but 
still like you already have it programmed in like i can't see the heart they leave brawl up the and i've never ever seen anyone play yeah. a brawl game <laughs> oh god that they, they should if anything that that should go it's probably that cue because it's so annoying every time we try to go and play command it's like, oh do you mean brawl no i didn't mean two-headed giant died for brawl sins <laughs> that's my crackpot theory oh man that's, that's oh, well. interesting do you actually want to play two-headed giant? What would we? Yes. <laughs> but two-headed giant sixty-card decks, right? They're sixty-card decks, right? No, they were full. They were just right. It was the it commander was just full commander deck. No. Yeah. Oh, it's two-headed giant commander. Hmm. I remember that would be. We wanted be to do fun. it, and it was like when Battle Bond came out, and we're like, oh. Finally, we have an opportunity to do Two-Headed Giant on Commander Class. And then it was like, oh, by the way, Battle Monster after we removed Two-Headed Giant T. We are like, oh, damn. We still did it. We did our own really janky, like, workaround version, but yeah. And it's still fun, but like, man. I'd like to see, like, eight-player Commander on Moto. No. Ooh, wow. <laughs> you know, like, oh, oh, oh like, man. go back to when we were kids, where we're like, we just played like a giant circle. It takes like 20 minutes for your turn to come back, and like, no one knows what's going on. <laughs> like, everyone, that was the problem. Our commander like cards a- scale like infinitely now, like, for each of them. I feel like they siphoned mine before, before. Oh, oh. Yeah. Everyone have like a postage stamp size <laughs> battlefield, though. Yeah. <laughs> it would make it would those not be very uh, undaunted cards better. That coastal breach could be an S plus tier if you had eight people. Ooh. One oh, yeah. man will wipe the board. Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so th- those are our gripes out of the way. Bucket lists on what we want Commander to do. But this is a good spot to end it, I think. Uh, we talked about what we want to pull off in Commander. We talked a little bit about what we want. Uh, to see in Commander. And that's about it. So uh, thanks for reaching all the way to the end of the episode. Really appreciate everybody to listening in or watching this on YouTube or listening to us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, whatever. Whatever you're listening on, thank you so much for reaching the end. Uh, we want to also hear from you. Like, obviously, these are our own personal bucket lists. Uh, but let us know what you're most excited for to do still in Commander. Uh, what you want to see the format uh, look uh, look like in the future. Let us know all that. You can reach us out easily uh, on Twitter. Hashtag ClashMail is an easy way to reach us. You can also email us or you can um, uh, leave a comment on the YouTube comment section. We read those as well. And that's about it, everybody. Like and subscribe if you enjoyed this sort of content. Uh, we'll be back two weeks from now with another topic that we haven't figured out yet. And uh, until next time, friends. See ya.